Welcome to SaltCast. My name is Bob Turner, and I am the director of the Sunset Academy of Leadership Training, or SALT. And today with us again is the executive director of Lads to Leaders and Leaderettes, Roy Johnson. Welcome again, Roy. Great. Thank you for being with us and taking time to tell us about what you're doing with Lads to Leaders. Uh, a couple of different areas I want us to explore in today's uh, cast and, and talking about Lads to Leaders. We looked at some of the history that led up to where uh, Lads to Leaders and Leaderettes is today. And I know that when you gave a presentation about this, you talked about some of the statistics that are very vital to helping the church realize why this particular work is so valuable. Could you share with us some of those statistics uh, in regards to the church and leadership and how Lads to Leaders is addressing that? Well, it was really shocking when we started looking at the retention rate of uh, boys and girls 10 years after high school graduation. Mm -hmm. That's they finished college or got a job or such like. And we found out that uh, generally the church is doing a very poor job in this area. Yes. Uh, matter of fact, the numbers that we have uh, show that the retention rate is about 38 percent. Wow. Uh, and that is if they come into church with mother and dad. Now, that. There's a lot of things can be do to improve that, but there was another factor there. If they only came with one parent, that number dropped to 15%. Wow. For some reason, they seemed to turn back to the parent that they were not attending with, and mm -hmm. I'm not sure why. But that being the case, <clears throat> that is uh, troubling. There are a lot of things somebody can do, a, a good Christian education, uh, uh, Bible camps, or many things that people can do to bring that number up. But uh, most consider it's very successful if they can get near 50% sure. with, with the retention. And uh, I was mentioning uh, some demographics of the country that have come into play. And one is the birth rate has changed in the United States. Right. When you had an agricultural economy, uh, it was very uh, important to have a large family. And a good example of that being uh, my dad was one of seven children. And uh, I am one of three. Yeah, and I have three, so I'm on the norm. And the norm is about uh, that the country is almost reproducing itself. It's about 1.97 is, is the uh, rate, birth rate in the United States. Now, the key word there is American citizens. Sure. But that being said, when, the, uh, when you have very large families and you're keeping about half of them faithful to the church, you still had a good number of youth at your church. Mm -hmm. But when you have very small families and then are keeping half of those, the end result is going to be, and it has been, church churches closing. Right. And uh, the information I get related to church, churches closing comes from Phil Sanders in Search of the Lord's Way. Right. And Phil's on my board, and he says the best he can uh, detect that Church of Christ membership in the United States seemed to have peaked in 2006, and then slight started going downhill then. And uh, church closing has averaged about 86 churches a year closing in the United States since 2006. And the wow. demographics have been a real part of that as you're ending up. By the way, the median size Church of Christ is now 52 members in the United States. Median size. Right. So I hear many people say, uh, we're at a small church. We're only 150 members. No, you're not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I visited with some and, you know, they have like 12 members. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's a small congregation. You're talking 12. Yes. Absolutely. So 
the family is a key part of this, and I and I know it is. And uh, certainly, when you have both mother and father actively involved in the congregation, they're keeping their children actively involved. But something else that you shared the other day that I think is very important because we see a lot of families today moving in the direction of homeschooling. And I know one of the questions that was asked, um, at least in one of the sessions, where uh, it involved material that is produced by the church uh, to help in the areas of homeschooling. And you mentioned at that time that that, uh, Lads to Leaders has homeschooling material that they can use. So if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about that material, but as well, tell us about other materials, because I know there's more than just homeschooling material that's produced, but tell us a little bit about the material, what it contains, and some of the other resources that Lads to Leaders provides for families and for the church. Our materials for the elementary grades uh, all go in the category called junior leader. Okay. And... uh, we have various workbooks, and these are large spiral notebooks, and they go all the way down to pre-kindergarten and going up into elementary. Now, these workbooks have a teacher's manual, and they also have uh, the student workbook, and they're very colorful, and uh, uh, the youth pick them up, the little boys and girls, and uh, they have inside there the puzzles or the draw, draw pages and color pages, but they have the Bible lesson too and instruction on how to deal with that. Now, churches sometimes actually use this as some of their curriculum, but uh, homeschool associations really love it because it has Bible lessons, Bible basis. Right. Like one is on the life of Jesus, one is on good leaders and bad leaders, and etc. So you have various topics that they can study and activities for them to do, all type of activities. In the activities, we recognize that even within a particular age group, you're going to have high achievers and some they're not. So each activity has a number of hands beside it, one hand being the simplest and three or four hands being a very difficult activity. So a parent or teacher can select from that workbook the activities that would fit well with that child. And whenever a workbook is completed, they've earned a last year's award for that workbook. And uh, they're recognized each year at last year's convention. But for immediate recognition, there's a certificate in the back of the book that the parent or the Bible school teacher can fill out and give them immediately. But they're also, their names are read and put on the big screen, and they're asked to be recognized for having completed that book. So you get uh, immediate recognition and long-term recognition there. Moving on up into the teenage years, we have a program called Gifts for Girls. Girls in Fellowship and Teen Study. And it is a uh, regular classroom-style book that you would use in a a church classroom, but it can be used at home or however. And uh, it is lessons on how to be a godly young woman. Oh, how needed. Yeah. And and there are chapters on various things. There's one chapter on language. And uh, it deals with uh, using profanity and and, uh, versus kindness and various things. And the, while this book is not R-rated, I will say it's PG because it addresses the hmm. current issues. There's one chapter on abortion. Wow. And, uh, and there are classroom assignments for each of them. And like under the abortion chapter, they're supposed to uh, interview some people that are, and you can find that information online other places, who have had abortions and regretted it. And uh, it's for these young ladies to realize that 
those who thought they were solving a problem now many of them really regret that situation not only the, the thing not only the matter of the fact they took a life away but how it's affected their life in the future right. so these are interactive study books and that's the one for the girls and we recommend this be taught by their mother or grandmother or a lady at church because it's girls material right. the opposite side of that is called guard and it's the boys book for example, one chapter is on treating women with respect. And it talks about uh, the common words that are used by the DJ at the radio station and such like and how that the woman is to be treated as a weaker vessel and, and back to being a gentleman and uh, how to prepare to be the head of your household one day. Um, and speaking of uh, preparing for the future, uh, another one of our uh, workbooks is uh, headed to the office. Yes, I remember how, you mentioning that. How to be a future elder or deacon in the church. And it even has assignments where they're to work with their church leaders. And, of course, the church leaders, sometimes it'd be appropriate and sometimes not, but go with them on a visit right. or sit in on the elders' meeting uh, at appropriate time. Sure. And to, to place a desire within them to have this as one of their goals in life is to be a leader in the church. I tell you, when I think about the situation in the church, and I know you mentioned this statistic, and there are a couple of statistics I want to talk about because we're going to come full circle here. Um, the first statistic that I'd like for you to touch on is the number of leaders, congregations with leaders, uh, the congregations that uh, that do have leaders and the size of those leaderships, some of those things. Because this idea of preparing the next generation, you know, that headed to the office material I can see as being so beneficial because we're in a situation that I, I would see, and I, I know that I've heard others refer to as being a crisis situation. So if you would, tell us a little bit about some of the statistics that you know in regards to congregations that don't have leaders, congregations that remain that do have leaders, and, and kind of those circumstances uh, in each of those situations. To the best of our knowledge, it appears that about 50% of the churches have elderships now, so about one out of two. And of those having an eldership, about 25% only have two elders. Hmm. So all it's going to take is a, a health crisis or some situation or somebody moved to another town, and then all of a sudden that church has no church leadership. And so this is really a, a serious leadership vacuum is what we're seeing. Yes. And that's why this material headed to the office, preparing this next generation and, and really to some degree having current leaders mentoring uh, these younger men in specific areas. To many of them do not even have any concept what's the eldership about or be sure. serving as a deacon or such like. And the whole idea is for them to get a little idea of what, what this is about. Yes. Well, in connection to that, the other statistic I'd like for you to talk about is the difference. We talked earlier when we started about... Uh, the statistics of, of children in homes where both parents attend, where one parent attends, the the young men, the young women who come through last the leaders and leaderettes, I know you have some statistics as far as the retention rate of those who have gone through this program. Talk talk a little bit about that. The retention rate that we have, have and this is done across many states, large churches, small churches, right. and uh, we sent out surveys and such like and talk to people. 
we came up with it being about 85% retention rate. And But let me point out, that doesn't mean that was somebody that picked up a last leader's book one time or does not mean that they attended one time. Sure. It means they were actively involved for 10 years. So this is a serious student with last leaders. And we give credit not to last leaders or any program, but to God's Word. Sure. And we see ourselves as a tool to put people, families, the whole church unit more into Bible study and thereby the retention coming from the Bible study and building building and improving the home unit. Right. And so because of that, uh, it really shows the value of what last leaders and leaderettes can do if congregations will commit themselves to implementing that type of program of getting their young people and their family units as a whole involved uh, in God's Word and the study of God's Word. And this is a great tool to do that. So as we did before, tell us again how, if somebody wants to know more information about how to uh, contact you, to contact Last Leaders, give us, uh, again, if you don't care, your phone number and, and sure. an email address where people can contact you in regards to this. Roy Johnson and my phone number, my sales 205-410-0298, sell or text. My email is Roy, R-O-Y, at LADS, L-A-D-S, the numeral two, leaders, L-E-A-D-E-R-S, dot com. And our website, LADS to Leaders, or you can simply type L2L, and it goes straight to LADS to Leaders. And on our website, you'll find all kinds of LADS to Leaders materials. That's awesome. Thank you again. I appreciate you. you joining us and sharing some information. Uh, next week, we'll have some more information to share with everyone and look forward to visiting with you further about that. Great. Thank you. You bet.